0: On this episode of the conversation piece, we present the Walrus Talks Gender Based Violence, made possible by the Canadian Women's Foundation and produced by the Walrus Lab. On the podcast, experts from various industries talk about supporting abuse survivors and changing a culture of violence that happens behind closed doors. What is GitScan? Maybe you are familiar with the Skeena River in hazelton British Columbia. If the latter is true, you are a part of society that has likely fallen victim to a colonial narrative that has silenced the people Indigenous to these lands. Welcome to The Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence, a series of episodes made possible by the Canadian Women's Foundation and produced by The Walrus. I'm Emma Mackenzie-Hillier. Despite making up only four percent of the female population in Canada, Indigenous women are murdered or missing at much higher rates than any other population. These women are the backbone of their culture, what also goes missing is their Indigenous stories, strength and children. Indigenous voices have long been silenced. Angela Starrett is the national best-selling author of Unbroken. She examines how stereotypes dehumanize us and how changing the narrative empowers us to make change. Angela spoke at the Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence.
1: Simgiget, Sigidim Ha Nach, Gantkoba Wilksit, Luam Gori, Wengea Sam, Atama Satun, Angela Sterrett, Lualgia Dumkbeast, Yweya. Walter Sterrett, Yaa, Gixan, Lakyap. Hello, honored guests. I am very happy to see you this evening. My name is Angela Sterrett. I'm Gixan. On my father's side, I'm also white, uh, with English and Irish roots on my mother's side. Um, on the day I received my Gixxan name, and I am a proud member of the House of Wigach, the House of the Big Wings, um, I also quit my job at CBC, uh, ending a long career as a television and radio reporter. And I learned my Gixan name that was given to me by my elder, who's also my cousin, and my language teacher was lu algiazumkbiist which means woman who works in television and radio <laughs> so it's just a funny thing that i always will carry with me because i'm not going back to that to that hell <laughs> Thank you. there's a saying that goes if you say something enough it becomes the truth actually it's not just a saying it's a well-established phenomena in cognitive science known as the illusory truth effect. When it comes to Indigenous people, that illusion has had a stronghold on Canadians for decades. So today I wanna to talk about the power of story, the power of belief, the power of speaking up and the power the supernatural power of change. Because we definitely need change, right? We're living in a very polarized time. We surely need stories about indigenous people, indigenous women and girls in in general to shift. And we absolutely need to speak up. No more silence. As the colonial hangover of systemic, anti-indigenous female violence means that each day we leave the house, we might not make it home alive. Even though we make up only 4% of the female population in Canada, we made up 25% of all female homicide victims in this country. And stereotyping those myths that victim blame also often result in impunity for crimes against Indigenous women. So what does this mean? What does it tell us? This January, a CBC report found that of the 231 calls to justice put out by the National Inquiry looking into missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, out of 231, only two were completed. Someone asked me, well, what does that mean? And I said, well, it sends a strong message out to the world, doesn't it, that we don't matter, but women are the backbone of Indigenous communities. We're the ones that hold the knowledge. We're the ones that carry the stories. We carry the strength. We carry the children. So how do we get to a place where we matter in Canada? For me, it's through the truth. We're not at reconciliation yet. We're not even close. I think of Ramona Wilson. She was 16 in 1994. She had a mother, a sister, and nephews, friends, a community that loved her. She was the responsible one in her friend group. She was a poet, she had a belief in a higher power. When she went missing, she was headed to a graduation ceremony, a privilege that all youth should be afforded. But because of a lack of an affordable transportation system that didn't come to fruition until 2018, She had to hitchhike. The police didn't believe the family that she was missing. Instead, they typecast them as irresponsible. The public also didn't care. Instead, the township fundraised for a white woman who was missing from a community thousands of kilometers away in Vancouver. Melanie Carpenter's killer was found uh, three days later. Ramona Wilson's case is still unsolved. But what could have happened if her family was believed? If the city, if anyone, spoke out? If the narratives about Indigenous women were not riddled with stereotypes? I could have easily been her. When I was a young girl, in photographs and testimony, in court, my relatives stood in full regalia fighting the white man's laws in the white man's courts, using the white man's words, in the largest aboriginal rights and title case of the time, the Dalgamukh. I was so proud to see members of my nation, my elders, my uncles. They were strong, they were wise, they were brilliant, they were creative, they were fierce. I was so excited to turn on the TV and see my people represented. But when I turned on the TV, All I saw were untruths. These lazy, dirty Indians, what do they want now? They're violent, belligerent. And so I decided then, it was my fight. It was my time to turn the narrative around, using my voice. Only, I was becoming a stereotype myself. At barely 13, I was being abused in the home. I was being brutally bullied at school. And not long after, I was forced on the street. Living under bridges, group homes, and abandoned buildings became my norm. So there I was, boiling over in rage, becoming the stereotype I fought so hard against. And no one believed me. No one wanted to hear about it. Just get over it, they said. No one cared. And so I decided then to take my own life. I was in a group home in East Vancouver. I was in the bathroom, I'd locked myself in, and I'd left a pretty long suicide note outside in the living room. And I heard the group home parent, Tom Littlewood, coming in and he was shuffling through the papers. And I stopped him before he could say, we love you, we care, don't do it. I said, F off, get the hell out of here. Leave me alone, I'm doing this no matter what. There's nothing you could say to make me stop this. No one cares about me. No one wants to hear my truth. No one believes me. And he didn't say any of that. He didn't say, I love you. He didn't say, we care, don't do it. Instead, he said, I, I've got your suicide note here and I've read it. And you're a really great writer. <laughs> Someone believed in me. Not just believed in me, they believed me. They believed my pain. They believed when I talked about colonial violence. They believed in my journey, and they believed in my gifts. There was light at the end of the tunnel. And that hope planted a seed in me to become a journalist in an arena where that pen would go from a counselor to an agent of change. Through my writing, through my writing in television, online, in radio, I flipped the script about the narrative about Indigenous people in Canada, and showed Canada the real, undiluted truth, facts about Indigenous women and girls, that we do have a right to live in safety. We do have a right to be honored in our lives just as much as we do in our deaths. We also deserve to love, to have peace, to have joy. And so my message to to you today is that if I could find my voice with no friends, no family, hell, sometimes not even a sleeping bag, so can you too see the truth, hear the truth, believe the truth, believe indigenous people's stories and use your voice to create the change that is so desperately needed today. Thank you.
0: Angela Sterrett is the national best-selling author of Unbroken. She examines how stereotypes dehumanize us and how changing the narrative empowers us to make change. Society need not speed to reach reconciliation, but take careful steps in listening and speaking truth to power in order that acknowledgement and history can be strengthened. Angela spoke at the Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence presented by the Canadian Women's Foundation. To hear more of these talks, subscribe to the conversation piece on your favorite podcast platform. You can register for upcoming events online or at a city near you by visiting thewalrus.ca slash events.